from the Ohana Green Witches. You're listening to the Herbal Journey Podcast with the Ohana Green Witches. I'm your host, Karen Gipple, along with my co-hosts and sisters, Caroline and Christina, here to take you on an herbal journey. We are sharing relatable stories and knowledge from holistic healers who ditched the conventional lifestyle and purposely found health in the alternative. As for us, our herbal journey began with our own healing of our body, mind, and spirit, which we found through herbalism and nature's wisdom. And that's where it all began. Join us as we travel the U.S. in our RV, visiting different organic farms and holistic businesses, bringing you insights into the most effective holistic therapy practices to reconnect us to nature and awaken our own healing magic, helping assist you in remembering your own beautiful, natural wisdom through the guidance and whispers of our plant allies. Where will your herbal journey begin? Today's podcast is brought to you by Center Me Now Holistic Therapy Center. It is a place where you can find life-changing classes and healing modalities designed to help you live a healthier and happier life, as well as dig deeper into spirituality wherever you may be. To help those searching to grow in their lives, they offer quantum healing hypnosis technique or QHTT sessions, group sound healing meditations, USUI holy fire, Reiki 3 classes, past life regression, and more. The center offers non-invasive music therapy sessions to help you unwind, relax, and reduce pain. You will find Iowa's first liquid vibroacoustic table there, created to help alleviate pain caused by fibromyalgia, Parkinson's, and more. Learn more at www.centermenow.com or to schedule a healing session. This month's episode is brought to you by Ohana Green Witches. Our mission is to help support a healthy lifestyle through high-quality handcrafted tropical herb plant supplements and educational workshop experiences in sacred plant medicine, providing ways to awaken us to our own self-healing, reconnect us to nature, and provide community enrichment. Handcrafted in Hawaii, with pure organically sourced ingredients to support local agriculture and sustainable farming practices, bringing nourishment to the whole self, mind, body, and spirit as one. Reconnect with nature and awaken your own self-healing. Welcome to today's Herbal Journey podcast. I'm super excited to bring our listeners today the knowledge and wisdom of our guest speakers, fantastic holistic facilitators, and co-owners of the Center Me Now Holistic Therapy Center in West Des Moines, Iowa. James O'Brien Sparks is a sound healer, USUI Holy Fire Reiki 3 master and teacher. And Liz Hoyt, MBA, aka Lotus Liz, is a QHHT practitioner, USUI Holy Fire Reiki 3 master and teacher, as well as a crystalline and light language sound healer. We had the pleasure of meeting them at a holistic festival in Des Moines, Iowa, and we immediately loved everything they embodied from a healing perspective and the offerings that they provided at their holistic center. After receiving a beautiful, relaxing Reiki and sound healing session with James, after a long day at the market, we began talking about QHHT and about Dolores Cannon, the pioneer of this past life regression healing technique, and all of her amazing books and stories that I was really drawn to working with them and having a personal QHHT session with Liz. It was an insightful, relaxing, and incredible experience that I highly recommend our listeners try, so stay tuned as we discuss the deeper workings of QHHT therapy their personal holistic healing journeys, the sacred offerings they provide at their center, and bring insights into the healing and processes of QHHT or quantum healing hypnosis technique. So thank you for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Liz and James from Center Me Now to the Herbal Journey podcast. 
I'm so excited to have this information on QHHT and your offerings at the Center Me Now Center and bring those to our listeners today. So thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Great. So let's get started. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you into this field? Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. It all kind of came together the way it did. And it for me, I kind of had a big life shift. I was going through kind of like that dark night of the soul and had kind of a spiritual awakening through meditation kind of kick-started this journey and, you know, made some big life changes and just became super conscious and self-aware, you know, uh, about a lot of the world around me. And on this journey, I kind of got inspired by going to another location that was out in Dubuque, a place called Center of I Am, uh, which unfortunately has closed down since then, but it was really awesome. It was this really neat store that had, you know, really nice retail with a bunch of really cool looking crystals and stuff. And uh, it also had all of these offerings, all these other support systems, like, you know, they did Reiki classes and they did these fire dances and they did hypnosis and they did card readings and all of these things that were just like already really fascinating to me and were really kind of guiding me already. And I thought in that moment when I saw this place, I was like, man, this is something Des Moines needs. I think this is amazing because we really just had like some metaphysical stores which was fine. But, you know, it's like I was kind of reaching out for more. I wanted more community. I wanted more. I just wanted more. I was hungry to know and understand more and meet more people. So I put that down in a journal. And then a couple of years later, I meet Liz where we're working at and I take her out there. I said, you got to check this place out. And so I take her there and she goes there and she really enjoys it. And she's like, this is awesome. We should do this. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of my idea. And I'm kind of giving you like the, the short watered down version a little bit. <laughs> but uh, basically, what happened was, is, you know, some other things kind of occurred, and I ended up uh, losing my job. Um, Liz was ready to leave that job and, you know, find another one. And but there was like nothing, the universe basically just took all options away. And to give you an example of what that, <laughs> what that's like, they had an advertised career fair that I updated my resume for Liz did as well. I got, you know, got some nice interview clothes, uh, you know, everything. We were ready to go. We show up to this hotel where it was listed. It was advertised online. We get to the hotel and we're like, man, where's this thing at? We go to the front desk. There's like, yeah, there's not a career fair here. I said, what? And they're like, yeah, there's not actually one here. We're like, we don't know why that happens. Sometimes they do that. And we're like, what? And never in my life have I gone to a advertised career fair and not had it even exist, right? It's just like made up in my head or both our heads. So we were kind of like, oh, well, what do we do? It's crazy. And then on top of that, like I was applying at just about anywhere, even jobs that like, you know, really simple jobs that pretty much hire everybody, you know, (laughs) but I wasn't even getting like callbacks. I was getting like nothing. And Liz was having a hard time too, which is, you know, doesn't make sense. She's super accomplished, has a master's degree in business, you know, like there's no reason for either one of us to not get work. And uh, (laughs) Liz kind of looks at me one day, she's like, well, maybe we should just start the business now. Now, just so you understand how fast this went, it was like April of 2019 when we went to our trip to Dubuque, where she went. So in April, right? By June, I think, was when we decided we were going to start trying to figure out the business plans. And by October, we were ready to open. 
And it's just like, and when I say like everything just started falling in place, like, again, we had no idea what we're doing. We're just kind of clueless on what we're going to like put together. I'd already been attuned for a Kundalini Reiki uh, you know, certification. I think I had my master level on that, but hadn't done a whole lot with it, you know, but I was like, what the heck, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to provide Reiki. I want to get into spirituality and I want to help people too. You know, what can we, you know, do to kind of, you know, put ourselves out there. And um, so anyway, that was kind of how it started. And with a few things that kind of fell in place, I mean, the the space that we ended up getting the first place that we were located at, we were invited to that location. We were looking all over and we were actually looking for different places. And the the realtor guy that we talked to, he was like, well, have you ever thought about this West Des Moines location? And this is when talking to Liz. And then she's like, well, you know, we're open to it, you know, and we get there. And I mean, he's even helped coaching us on how to negotiate it. Neither one of us you know, Liz has had a couple businesses, but she hadn't had any like um, brick and mortar businesses. And I've never had my own business at all. So a lot of this is still pretty new. So we were, you know, learning a lot along the way, but that's kind of how it got started. I guess, Liz, do you want to, I don't know how far you want me to go into the details on it. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that kind of <laughs> occurred in that, but I'll let Liz kind of add in on there. Cause I, I kind of just, <laughs> I guess I just kind of watered it down a little bit, but. Yeah. So we told the universe that we wanted to Well, I told the universe I wanted to work on my spiritual path, but I didn't really know what that meant. And when we visited the center of I am May of 2019, I was like, yeah, you know, let's create a business plan. Let's get organized, right? Let's save up money in the next two years. We'll open up this space. But the universe was like, no, let's just do it now. (laughs) So we pretty much opened, not really knowing what we were going to do, what we're going to offer, just totally winging it. And everything just fell into place as it should. We ended up with purchasing a custom-made vibroacoustic table. So this table is a waterbed that vibrates from head to toe. And, you you know, there's a whole science behind vibration. So we got that. We got uh, a Sui Which- Reiki attuned. And then we became a Sui Reiki masters quickly on. And then fast-forwarding through our journey a little bit, I stumbled upon QHHT just by my spirit guides telling me I needed to have a session. I didn't even know what it was. And then I ended up getting a session. And after I had miraculous healing, I was like, I need to learn this so I can help other people. And from then on, we've been offering quantum healing hypnosis techniques sessions, teaching a lot of Reiki classes. We've been doing a lot of sound chambers sessions with uh, vibration and sound. We started doing sound healing meditations in 2020, and we didn't know what we were doing with that, but we just started. And now it's become kind of our thing where we offer that every Wednesday night, and we've been invited to other places as well to host sound baths and guide meditations. So we're just really open to whatever opens up to us. It feels right at the time. There's a lot of synchronicities that kind of just fall into place. As I'm thinking about even as we're talking about this, like we're just really like flying by so many like things that happened. I mean, like she said, she got uh, Reiki attunement shortly after we opened the table thing, the vibrational acoustic table. We found out about that in, in Kansas City. And we were just kind of looking for ideas and we went out there and this chiropractor had this table that was a, a vibrational table. He called it a vibe table or vibe lounge. And that's what set it up. And he had these lights you put on your eyes and stuff too. And I was like super impressed. 
And Liz was interested and we ended up going back a second time so she could try it again. Cause she was like, well, you know, cause we were in this fair setting. And so it was kind of hard to focus on everything at the time, but she went back with and tried it again and just fell in love with it. And then I'm doing research. And I mean, the universe puts right in front of you what it is that is there for you or what's your next step. It's up to you to take the steps or the actions, right? So, and what's interesting is, is that, you know, here's a vibe table and I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm kind of obsessive when I go looking into things. And so I'm looking all over, I'm trying to learn about it. I find a guy who's making these liquid vibrational tables himself and he's actually extremely well educated and he's wrote a book on it. Uh, he met some of the original, one of the original guys that did studies on frequencies and how it affects the body. And that's just something I stumbled into. I tried a couple other things and it didn't work out. And I guess that's not it. And then here we are, we got this. And then so, and we never even tried the liquid one. We had no idea. <laughs> we just like, okay. <laughs> Let's, you know, here, you know, it was like, you know, $6,000 cents <laughs> for the chiropractor in Kansas city. He had invested tens of thousands of dollars in these vibrating tables, like different ones. And when I asked him like, Hey, which ones do you like the best? He says, well, actually I'm going to, I'm going to make one. And so he explained to us what he was going to make and build. And, and then we looked it up on that's when James found inner solutions no, I, found, I actually found it before that. Oh, did you? Yeah, I found it before that. But when he told us that, that that's what he was doing, then Liz was like, oh, wow, then we should probably do it. Because this guy's been already working with these tables. He had like four different ones. They were all different ones. And then it was like, we mentioned, I mentioned the water one. And then he mentions the water one. And Liz was like, oh yeah, we should go for it. She's got great intuition. And she knows like when something just feels right. And she knows when to jump on it. So, you know, we kind of went that route. And this guy that, that built it, what's his name? Stephen... Stephen Dwell. Dwell, yep. He's really intentional. I mean, like, there's so much behind all that. I mean, Inner Solutions is the website. InnerSolutions.com, I believe, is his website. I mean, I would say definitely tell anybody out there, look into it, because mm-hmm. he's got some great information out there. And, I, you know, I really appreciate what he's done. And it's made a huge impact in our kind of the way our business went. And while we were out there in Kansas City, that's also where we found these singing bowls. So, again, we were just doing regular Reiki you know, we weren't planning on doing sound therapy. I had one experience with it in Dubuque and I thought it was wonderful. And then when we were out in Kansas City, we went to this place, Aquarius, which is like this really large metaphysical store, has all kinds of great stuff and they have instruments. And we bought like two bowls and we get back to our hotel room and I'm rolling one over Liz and she's like, oh my God, you got to try this. This is awesome. You know, and I'm a little, I'm like a little reluctant. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try it in the morning, you know, and wake up the first thing in the morning. She's like, are you ready? You know, like jumps right on it and she's playing it over me. And I was like, oh my God, we got to go back and get more. So, cause it was so cool. It was just this experience. It was so amazing. So we went back and bought, you know, pretty much all the ones that were for each of the chakra systems. And, you know, so that's kind of how we got started even working with sound and finding our way through that. And again, it's just a, another testament of not knowing necessarily what direction or where it is that you are going to land in something, but being willing to, you know, kind of lead in that direction, even blind in a way. And, and now it's something that we do. I think we do very well. The services are, are awesome. The, it's something you have to experience for yourself. You know, it's, we can sell it all day long in, in a conversation, but man, when you lay on that table and you're in that sound chamber and the table's vibrating, and then you got these bowls and other sounds and flutes and stuff that are being played over you. And it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. I remember I was sitting on your bed there and I walked into your sound chamber and I'm just like, 
I was amazed. Oh my gosh, what is this? What is this? I felt like the the beautiful sacred energy, like just walking in there and seeing the beautiful pictures and all the awesome sound instruments that you guys had in there. Just really set the mood for a session with you guys. And to speak to sound, I have found so much healing and sound healing just through like reducing inflammation in my lungs and just like tensions in the body. It's just been super amazing. And I even use different frequencies to like help with draining the lymph in your body or anything like that. And it's just super amazing how well it works. And thank you for sharing your story because that was beautiful. I totally agree with you on how the universe just kind of puts it in there. And it sounds like you guys are just in so much flow with it. And it's very beautiful how you went about that journey because I feel like as healers, you are always experiencing your own healing as well as you go through. And so that's a beautiful story. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And the sound bed and like how you found that person and it just led to you. It was that's a really cool story. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point that you bring up about like even just us going through our own growth, because even going through this, like one of the things you don't realize and you're working in a space where you're we're always setting a good frequency in there, too. I mean, by our own intention and things that we work with. But because we're in that environment, it's constantly working on us and moving us through our own stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we've had, a, you know, I know for sure I've gone through a lot of growth in the last, was it four years now that I mean, what year are we in? (laughs) You know, through all this, there's been so much personal growth and some of it's just as tough as, you know, any other stage in my life, but it's a little bit more rewarding in a lot of ways because of my personal awareness to those things. And I feel a lot more empowered in, in handling, you know, life struggles and just understanding what's going on, you know, with myself and the world around me and treating myself a bit more kindly when I'm not probably at my best, (laughs) because, you know, we all kind of have that. And, um, you know, that's part of the process. And, and Liz and I, we've had a bunch of growth that we've had to do with each other, too, because everything moved really fast. Even our relationship went really quick, moving in and then doing the business. And then, you know, and on top of that, you know, we opened a business officially in um, November of 2019. That was like our official opening date. Well, what happened right after that in January? COVID, the whole world shuts down. We opened a brand new business, COVID hits. And, you know, it was just like, wow, what did we do? We just opened a business like, <laughs> and we literally put everything into it. This is it, you know, we're working, we're putting 100% into the business. So, you know, uh, just kind of figuring out new ways to pivot and learn and understand business. And, and the way we operate business isn't the same as how we originally even kind of like in our backgrounds. We both have retail backgrounds. And we've had to grow and learn a lot understanding that because we really want to have a new paradigm shift. We want to be on top of that. And the way you do that is by living the change you want to see. And so we've brought a lot of different, uh, we've had to kind of grow and learn a lot of different ways about our business. Instead of things being about strictly about numbers, like, oh, I get clients, I get this many clients that pays my bills as long as I got this. That's so black and white and, and personal. And that's nothing. That's not at all how we are. It's more about how can we serve? How can we be available? What ways can we help others empower themselves? How can we let people know we're here? You know, really, it's kind of where we're at, just getting the word out. So all that stuff just shifts and changes. And, you know, when you're kind of living living that life, you know, 24-7. <laughs> it attracts that energy to you, I think. 
Yeah, everything is about law of attraction. That's something I, I 100% believe in. There's just, there's so much of that that's just really opened up. And I've just witnessed now firsthand how active all that is, you know, in our lives. You know, understanding, you know, the power behind your thoughts and the energy, the power of your intention, you know, how powerful your intention is. And that that's ultimately what you're creating your experience in life from is the intentions. And then being, you know, willing to kind of, uh, be more objective about things that are going on in your life. One of the things that came through one of my meditations, which I've seen repeated in other forms and, you know, other people have mentioned, and I shared this with Liz was, you know, life is happening for me, not to me. This was something that came, you know, through spirit, through one of my meditations. I had never heard it anywhere. And I thought, man, that's exactly right. It's happening for me, not to me. It's a different perspective. You know, when we look at things happening to you, you're, you're not growing from that. You're not able to heal from things. You're not able to let go. Your energy is going to be pulled in so many other directions that are going to drain you versus trying to look at it in a way that's, you know, like, what is this teaching me? You know, if I'm feeling triggered, why am I triggered? Why is this coming up? Right. I'm not taking things as personal. If I feel like it's personal, then I need to figure out, okay, why do I feel that way? Right. Like being more observing of what's happening and to my reactions and things. So, yeah, totally, totally agree with you there. So I kind of wanted to really discuss QHHT as one of your offerings that you provide and on this podcast, even though all of your other ones are amazing as well. And I totally encourage all of our listeners to check out Sound Healing and Reiki as well for healing therapies because they are amazing. But going back to QHHT, I wanted to go into... My next question, which is if you could give a brief introduction or overview of what QHHT is and what it stands for specifically. Sure. So QHHT stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, which was discovered by Dolores Cannon, who is an author and has written many books on a lot of the information and the miraculous stories that have happened during these sessions. And a little bit of background is back in the 60s, Dolores' husband, he was a veteran. And before they had a term for PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, they didn't know what to do with these soldiers that were coming back just traumatized and pretty much non-functional. So Dolores and her husband were offering traditional hypnosis in their homes in the evenings after work. And it was showing improvement. Like it was helping hypnosis was helping the soldiers, but she decided to try some different techniques that would get them into a deeper state of the mind of the brain and easier, much like a guided meditation using some hypnosis, you know, the way you use your voice in a hypnosis manner, but, you know, guiding them through the meditation and she was able to get them in the theta state of the brain, which that's a deeper state of the brain than actual traditional hypnosis will take you into. And that's the state of the brain right before you wake up in the morning, before you step out of the dream world into our active life, and right before you fall asleep and you step into the dream world. And you see all the pictures and the images and the symbols that don't make sense, but you're aware of them. So she was able to get people in that state of the brain. And when she was able to get them that deep into the brain, they were starting to describe things from other time periods. And also during those sessions, she was 
connected with something came in, some energy being kind of came in and started talking through the clients, through the hypnosis clients called the subconscious. It identified itself as a subconscious, also known as the higher self. And in some forms, people like to call it the subconscious or the higher self or the oversoul. And it was starting to help perform miraculous healings on these people by showing other lifetimes and how those other lifetimes were actually existing at the same time as their current lifetime and how it was affecting them in that physical body that she was interacting with. And it was able to heal them completely. So people were getting miraculous healings. These soldiers were being healed of PTSD. They were able to walk away and have normal lives where before they were completely pretty much non-functional. And so with this technique, she performed thousands and thousands of sessions in her lifetime and really perfected the technique. She had to learn a lot. She pioneered this. She discovered this and she discovered that there are some people that you, you can't do sessions on. Like, for example, people who are diagnosed with schizophrenia, it never went well. She's like, whatever you do, don't ever do that because you're putting him in such a deep state of the brain and you can't pull him out. You know, when someone is going into a traumatic scene, they're watching a traumatic scene or experiencing a traumatic scene in another lifetime, the practitioner is supposed to be able to pull them out so they can just observe. But what happens a lot, you know, in the case of schizophrenia, the client isn't able to pull out and just sit back and observe. So she found, you know, through many, many sessions, what worked. And many people walked away from a QHHT session completely healed or healed in time as they listened to their recording. And that's very important about QHHT is after the session, the practitioner will provide the client with their recording. And all the, the session really is, is the practitioner, the facilitator asks a lot of questions, but everything else comes from the client's voice. They're the ones accessing everything. The higher self is speaking through their voice, which is so powerful. And a frequency actually comes in because when I listen to people's recordings, I can feel a different frequency shift in that recording. And that's what is the healing aspect of it. And so I personally had a healing from a QHHT session. And five days later, I realized, wow, I'm completely healed. <laughs> I need to learn this to help others. But a lot of information comes through these. A lot of healing comes through these people have been healed of cancer, you know, cartilage restored in their bodies, a tooth grew back on an adult person, <laughs> you know, like oh, just wow. crazy miraculous things have been healed. And a lot of information about the universe, secrets of the universe and how the universe operates and works came through as well. So she was able to write a lot of books. Really good books too. Yeah. About things that happen outside of our planet and how they affect us and how we're really all just connected as one. I hope that answers the background. Question. Yes, it does. Thank you. That's so amazing. Yeah, I remember the first time I met you guys, you had told me about Dolores Cannon and to look her up and how she had like all these amazing uh, stories of her research. And when I looked it up I, and read more about her, it was really interesting how she like found all these techniques, but then actually went through the research to prove that it was the right thing, you know, or the right date or the right year or, or like the facts that came through. And so that was, that was super interesting to me as well. Well, and you know, you know, when this stuff started, first started coming up, she didn't have 
the language or background that we do now. You know, she was doing this in like the 40s, you know, and Uh 50s, right? It wasn't like past lives was just like a common word, you know, or that that was even something that people looked into. You know, she was doing this. There's probably some stuff out around them, but it was, you know, few and far between, if any, right? Now, I mean, it's readily available. So, you know, you say that and some people are, you know, they're into it and some aren't, but for her to like step into that completely you know, brand new and just being so open and willing to just, you know, cause it's always about healing for people. Like if this works, let's go with it, you know? And she's had such amazing and fascinating stories. You know, when she passed, she actually had a five-year waiting list for people waiting oh, wow. to get a session from her. So, you know, I mean, she was excellent and going through the class was wonderful. Cause I mean, she passed, but get to see her on the video. It's kind of like still taking the class from her. And I love hearing her talk and she's so direct and candid, you know, which is great. And, but she knows her stuff. Like, like Liz said, she's written tons of books and, you know, all the books come from not like one client specific. It's usually many that come together to create those books, but it's fascinating. I mean, there's so many fascinating stories you can... <laughs> kind of endless with the, the stuff that she's brought through. That's awesome. Yeah, I think you were telling me about Notre Dame came through on different things and the ladies and all sorts of different breeds. Yeah, that one was crazy because like she was with a client who was like a student of his. And then he started to talk to her through the client. And she's like, yeah, he wants to talk to you. So again, Dolores <laughs> is like, uh, what? Okay, sure. You know, kind of goes with it. Right. And then she starts having a conversation with him. And then through the course of several people, because what ended up happening basically is he wanted her help to decode all of his prophecies that he made out. Because, you know, he had to put everything in code. I think during the Spanish Inquisition, it was going on, he would have been killed. So he put everything in these coded songs or something. I can't remember how they, they put them together. But anyway, she just gets to talk to him and helps kind of decode all this. And it's through like three books or something. And I think like 12 people because he helped her, you know, get in contact with him again. But you know, but she would tell you too that, you know, this kind of work, this is very specific is it's not psychic work. This isn't, it's not channeling work either. This is, you know, we're facilitators. We hold the space, we ask questions, but in no way, you know, and, and those cases are probably a little different because she's going in, you know, and, and asking people ahead of time, you know, if they want to be a part of that. But, but when any normal session is in there, we're not guiding anybody to go anywhere. It's always being guided by their higher self. It's just kind of hold space and then ask questions and then, okay, let's see what comes up next. <laughs> we can't specify what the higher self shows anybody. You can't ask them, hey, take us to this lifetime. I heard about this, you know, sometimes clients will ask, well, I heard about a lifetime in Egypt. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see if I can visit that, but it doesn't really work that way because we're just facilitators we're not psychics or not even doing like any energy work. We're just going through hypnosis techniques. It's all whatever the higher self has in store for that day. And I always tell clients that it's, you know, whatever comes up, because a lot of stuff will come up that you don't plan on talking about in a session or you didn't even think about, you know, or it's been buried for so long that you don't realize that it's still there. And so it'll come up in these sessions and it's all guided by the higher self, even the lifetimes and the scenes that they show you. And sometimes even information that comes through, I've had where they'll say, oh, well, she didn't tell you this, but this is what happened. And it's still bothering her, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, like <laughs> that kind of stuff. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we'll have to ask more questions for it to be able to get the information at once delivered to that person, you know, when they're consciously awake and they're trying to just sweep everything under the rug. 
Well, and it's important because I think, you know, this way too, we're not putting thoughts or ideas or painting pictures in their head. We're literally just asking questions. And so that way, when it comes to the client, it's pure. Even things that they're like, I don't know how, I've never even heard of that stuff before. Because you'll mm-hmm. go come out of those thinking that, you know, I've never even thought of that, or I didn't even know that existed. And that kind of stuff will come up through the sessions. And, you know, it's good that they'll listen to that and they'll hear that, you know, and then the higher self, that conversation is really fascinating because, they'll usually talk in the third person. So it's not like, you know, they'll come in and say, she, like you said, she's doing this or she needs to do that. Or every single one is different. Every, every client has been different. Everyone. (laughs) It's really interesting and unique, you know, each one. So yeah, my session with Liz was, was so interesting. You had mentioned um, how you're supposed to be able to like take people back out. Well, I remember like I was listening to it, to the recording again and, there was a couple of times where you had to kind of bring out to be the observer instead of reliving that experience again. And I just find that super interesting as well. And like the things that came up in my past lives, I didn't even think like, okay, <laughs> like it's hard to explain. I felt like I knew where I was, but then it just, you don't remember everything. And then like, it's just really hard to explain the experience of it all. But it was really beautiful to go back and be able to listen to it so that you can really connect to, I like how you said that, that frequency of what needs to be heard and what needs to be healed and and the different uh, aspects of it. And uh, I remember you telling me that I, I needed to listen like more times because you'll you'll hear things that you didn't hear the first time or experience different things as it goes. And and that's totally been like the case as far as like listening and learning from those different things and remembering from those things. It was a really fascinating experience. I would describe it as a conscious, multidimensional experience because you are aware your active mind that's in our human body here, our human self here on planet Earth and the physical reality, it's completely aware that it's happening, but it's also watching these other lifetimes that your higher self is literally taking you into because you do feel when you're in that other experience, like you can feel, people can smell and taste and feel the emotions of that whole experience within their human body. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. It is a multi-dimensional experience and who knows how many scenes it's going to show the person and from how many different lifetimes sometimes they like to leapfrog and go from different one life to another life. You know, you're just hopping all over the place, but that's just part of it, but it's all to show the client what they need to see for their healing. And I love what Suzanne Spooner says about listening to your recording over time. It's like an onion. And every time that you listen to your recording, it's like a layer of the onion comes off. And every time I listen to my recording, there's something new that comes through that I didn't catch before. And you can listen. This is a timeless session, really, in experience, because you can continue to listen to this many years down the road, and it'll be relevant to you on that at that time. Something new will come through that's relevant to you at that time. And it is a frequency that's there because it's your higher self there. And so I feel it in the body when I listen to these recordings. I can feel the energy shift 
when it comes in and starts showing people lifetimes and starts talking. So it's not just the client basically channeling. It's a high frequency that's always there. For some reason, it's locked into that recording. And for those who don't know, Suzanne Spooner is a level three practitioner who learned from Dolores right around, you know, before Dolores died. So she's been doing this a long time. And so when she was quoting her, I mean, like she's got a lot of experience. That's another person you can you can find a lot of information on YouTube about too. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She's also from Iowa as well. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes for everyone as well. So we've been talking about kind of the QHHT sessions. Can you kind of describe a little bit more like the process of how that would go for listeners? So we kind of dabbled in, you know, kind of what it will provide and things, but like, can you kind of go from like start to finish of what that would kind of entail? Sure. So the way it would work is on your session date, we invite you into our center and we go through a get to know each other part. So it's kind of like I ask you questions about you and you tell me your whole life story from as far back as you can remember until the present time. And we try to stay in order, you know, because sometimes we'll jump around, but just so the practitioner can learn as much as they can about you, that get to know you period helps build trust with your practitioner. So you'll be sharing things that you've never told anybody before. Things you don't even remember anymore. They come up. This is your higher self helping you connect with your facilitator and your practitioner so that when you are under hypnosis, they know what questions to ask that are relevant. So we get to know you that takes about two or more hours. So I just did a session last week. It was a four hour process for that get to know you part. And it's somebody I actually know personally, you know, (laughs) so there's so much more to people's story than your friends. You don't know their whole life story, but this is an opportunity to allow the client to share their whole entire life story, to be able to talk about things that they haven't been able to talk to anybody else about in a very loving space, non-judgmental space. And then we take you into hypnosis And the way we do that is through a guided meditation script written by Dolores Cannon. And that, you know, can take anywhere probably from 15 minutes or more to get you under, depending on the client. And once we go in there, then the higher self just starts showing people scenes from lifetimes. So I like to call them more parallel lives rather than past lives, because sometimes they're in the future. Sometimes they're in like the same time zone as the time era as we're in, but it's in another universe happening. (laughs) So sometimes, you know, like you just don't know. So the higher self shows you uh, scenes from parallel lives. And sometimes it even shows people scenes from this current lifetime. You know, there's a lot of healing that happens by seeing scenes in this current lifetime and even through the eyes of other people. Like I had one woman who was actually in her mother's body, you know, that's amazing. Yeah, she was born and, and got to witness like what her mom went through. And so that was very deeply healing so that she could understand why things were the way they were. And it was, it helped her heal. She needed that for healing. So it can show you all sorts of different Scenes from either different lives, from this life. Some people are energy, you know, so there's scenes where you don't have a form. You're experiencing your pureness as energy. And so that 
takes about an hour or so, 45 minutes or an hour. And then we've got the client in deep enough where we ask the higher self, the subconscious to come through. And then we just ask it to do a full body scan and share with us what it finds. And we ask for healing. And I like to see personally what it finds and see if it brings it up. And if it doesn't bring up certain things, then I'll ask what the client brought up. But Nine times out of 10, it will bring up everything that the client brought up to the symptoms that they're experiencing. It'll bring it up and it'll process a healing on it. And it'll tell us like what it is that the client needs to change in their life and start doing, you know, it'll start giving answers to better understand where that came from, you know, the physical symptoms they experience. And then we also get a chance to ask uh, curiosity questions because clients have a lot of curiosity questions. Like I had one client that wanted to know if psilocybin came from planet earth. And I thought that that was fascinating, you know, and it yeah. told me where it came from. And it didn't, you know, she had a good hunch, you know, like she, you know, I didn't really know hardly anything about psilocybin and she kind of had to educate me. I know like a little tiny bit, but she educated me a lot on like how it helped her in her journey. And so she was curious, where did it come from? You know, did it come from planet earth? So then they said, no. And I asked, well, where did it come from and why is it here? And so they shared all that information with me, you know, so we get curiosity questions like that too. Number one question is, what is my life purpose? You know, things like that. And then that takes about um, with the induction and with being under hypnosis, that takes, you know, about two and a half hours, I would say. And then we pull the client back into this reality. And then after that, usually they're very disoriented feeling because they have had like a higher frequency energy going through them. And I just ask people to bring food and so that they can eat after the session to get grounded. And then we talk about the session and what they remember and get them grounded. So usually it can take probably no shorter than 30 minutes. Usually it takes about an hour where they can get back into their body and be okay to drive away. And then after that, we send them the recording. We take out the induction, we send them the recording, and then they're supposed to listen to it, you know, multiple times within the first few weeks of a session. And the higher self will even tell them how often they need to be listening to the recording. And also right after they leave, they kind of access this stuff. It's a good time to, you can even ask questions before you go to bed because you can get answers in your dreams, which you can always get, but sometimes it comes through a little stronger because you're still kind of freshly in that zone, if you will. I also just was going to add during the higher self conversations, I think they're really great because, you know, there's always a theme to the lives they share. So I always ask too, like, you know, why did we share these lives today? You know, and I think that's a really interesting question because it, you know, brings a lot of good information through those two. And like Liz says, you know, people bring all types of questions, which is really good. And uh, one of the questions I actually, and it was one I got from Suzanne Spooner that I thought was really good was, um, why did you set this meeting up? And that's a really a very interesting question because I'm asking their higher self, like, so wh why did you set this meeting up, right? And what a great perspective to find out, you know, and there's always an answer to that. Well, in our belief system, you know, we're, our higher selves are what's guiding us all the time, right? And they're yeah. working together, right? Like our higher selves made this meeting happen for this podcast, right? Like they had the little conversation yeah. and everything just aligns. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's a really... A neat conversation or neat question to ask as well. It's like, you know, why'd you bring them in? What was, you know, and then you get some more answers. So it's neat stuff. Yeah. And you can keep your channel with your higher self open. I've had clients before that said they just keep talking to it. 
every day, multiple times a day, and it will just answer, you know. But generally speaking, that channel is still open between the client and the higher self within 72 hours. So they can ask the questions, but I always tell them, you can keep that open if you want. You just keep talking to it, you know, listen to your recording, keep talking with it. And like, I didn't know to listen to my recording when I had my first session. I had gotten one through an intern, so I didn't get all the instructions, but I was so fascinated by it. I kept listening to it multiple times. And James was like, are you going to keep listening to that? And I'm like, I just can't like get enough of it. It was so interesting, my recording. And little did I know that that was actually keeping me and my channel open by listening to it and just over and over and over again. I never closed that door either. Like the channel has always been open and it really does change people's lives. QHHT, when they can connect and hear from their higher self. Yeah, from my experience, it was like the strongest right after and probably for a good week. Because in my session, I had asked, like, how can I know for sure what my intuition is telling me and like to have the clarity. And so it was great because I asked it to like stay open and in that time frame. And it was like something I just knew that was correct. That was the right one. And so like, and I've always had trouble trusting in that, I guess. And so it was really quite healing and helpful for me in, in hearing like that and how I, I can trust in listening to it as well and know that that's the right thing and to continue to ask it and talk to it. Well, you know, I think it's important, you know, we all have this ability to connect and really strengthen our intuition. We're just not really taught it. And a lot of it is, you know, shot down. You know, it's always stronger when we're younger, you know, as we're more open and and willing to, you know, have that experience. And then we get older and we think that, you know, it's just made up or whatever. We're, we're always interacting with that, that higher consciousness. And I think a lot of what I've learned on, you know, my personal journey is really just getting into that self-love. That's where your deepest healing is going to come. And that's where most progress comes in. And you begin to trust yourself more. You know, you begin to follow with that being, you know, flow, you know, like be more in the flow state. You know, that's, I think, part of the journey. That's a part of what I know Liz and myself are also trying to help others with, you know, is how can we how can we help you, you know, feel more confident in that? QHHT is a wonderful tool and experience for that because it, it can be very profound. Though some people may not take it that way, which is really interesting because you'll get some really interesting information that'll come through and they'll think, well, no, I didn't really go under it. didn't really work. And you're like, well, I don't know. You should probably listen to the tape because, <laughs> you know, they don't remember everything that was on there. And But that's just part of that healing process. And it's funny because they'll give you what they feel you're ready to receive. Sometimes you don't get those answers that you want because it's not going to help you. And they'll tell you that they're not ready for that right now. And you just got to be prepared for that. You got to be prepared because, you know, a lot of our journey, we, a lot of us just want all the answers and we don't realize that we're not meant to know all the answers. We're meant to live through the answers. You know, we are the answer. We're just meant to kind of experience those things and grow with it. And they're there to help and guide and you can communicate and ask and ask for guidance and really deepen and strengthen that connection. You know, like Liz says, the more you talk to it or yourself, I don't know how you want to perceive that, but <laughs> you will get answers and that will get stronger and the guidance becomes clearer and you begin to trust yourself more, you begin to really trust what you feel. It's okay if, you know, if I make a decision and even if it turns out it's not a good decision, right? And I use this in quotes, right? Because good or bad, it doesn't really matter because it's just about making a decision, have an experience. And then what's, what are you going to do next? And when you start to like release any kind of guilt trips or, you know, harshness on yourself for 
the way you might think or, you know, and the self-doubt, all those things, you know, like you start to see how, you know, you're so much more in tune and there's always a way to recover. There's always just, it's always about learning just to trust yourself. I got a lot of that from, you know, I think learning to read cards and it's been a big part of the process. I think through self-love, you know, to me, that's the key. If you want to unlock, you know, your purpose in life, you want to know what it is that, you know, you're here to do, or, you know, you want to find happiness, true, you know, it's not outside of you. It's never, it's never been there. It's always been inside. And the more you work on that, and the more you just kind of love and express yourself love with yourself that, you know, you're going to open up so much more in the world and the world becomes much more magical. And I think the progress, you just, you move so much quicker that way. Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel the exact same. You have to be able to um, look within to find, I think, the true healing that a lot of people are looking for, the purpose as well. So you were talking about how it comes up as like she or or you were talking in the third person and I could remember listening to it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's really like keeps calling me she or her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I also remember going through it and I had listened to it and the, the healing that like came up was so unexpected. Like one, I think like I had had like all these different weird energies and feelings in my stomach pancreas area. And then in the healing, Liz had asked the question, like, what does this pertain to? And and it's like, oh, it's cancer or something and uh, or pancreatic cancer. And that was just like, oh, what? <laughs> and um she, she's like, oh, can you heal this? And then, and we went through like the healing process of that through the session. And ever since, like, I haven't had any of that energies there because it was like energies that felt like it was dying or, you know, about death. And like, it was just, it's just super interesting how I guess that showed up in my session and how I haven't felt that since. And so it was super amazing, actually. Uh, just something that. that I like was afraid of. It was like a, a scared fear in there that I didn't quite understand and didn't like feel like it was like mine or anything and it was just interesting like how that came through and and how it's progressed from from when I had my session and until now and so I wanted to share that with you. <laughs> so what happened after your session? Are you able to share kind of what life has been like since your session? Well, yeah, like I said, I think the biggest thing through that was what I had just shared but also just that extra knowing that that was the right thing. That was another thing that has uh, really been uh, healing for me as far as that inner knowing and trust and knowing that that's the right thing. I would say also I had asked like what death was like because I had been feeling those strange energies. And so it was like a fear. And in both of my past lives, it actually took me through like how I had died in those. And so it was really beautiful to see how that was experienced in each one. But then at the end that I found super interesting was you had asked how these past lives were connected or why they were brought up. Um, as James had said previously that he likes to ask that question. Uh, and what was beautiful is that it said they were affecting me in this life about finding like a deeper connection and not just with like people or relationships, but I think through all like knowing that we're all connected, that 
We all have, you know, energies that connect to each other. And I feel like that is the deepest part of the experience that I or the lesson that I'm supposed to be learning right now in this lifetime. Because in those past lives, it showed me a life where I had all these material things and I was super popular and I had felt super lonely though. And then like in the next life, it had showed me how... I had had such a rough life and gone through like addiction and, and then basically like tried to numb my life. And so I just found insight in that those were not the, the correct ways that I am supposed to connect in life. And so I feel like those needed to be shown to me in order for me to be able to, I don't know exactly the answers yet, but. I think a great perspective on to look at that is how this is where I say, like, don't guilt trip ourselves, right? Some deep insight that comes to me is that, you know, we've lived many different types of lives. We've been, you know, I I usually use the the phrases like we've been villains and we've been vilified. Let go of the idea of judging ourselves and of passing judgment on others of what's right and wrong and just focus on how you can grow out of life. Recognize yourself that it's not like you're a bad person. It's just like, what are you going to do with your life? How are you going to experience life? What do you make? What choices are you making? Good or bad? It doesn't make the ones that align with you that feel like they bring you the most joy and the most happiness. And, you know, so like, when you see that it's like you say you had one of them you've had everything and then it still didn't it felt lonely and then the other one you had a life of addiction i mean i'm sure many of us have been on so many sides of those coins you know i truly believe and dolores talks about this she's like you've lived every role dolores cannon talks about how you've had every role you've been a rock you've been a tree you know what i mean and yeah for sure so it's just understanding that it doesn't matter what those choices are you know take some good knowledge from that it sounds like you got some really good insight that's that's resonating with you in this life and that's important right but it's not you were never a bad person either way even the one that was that had addiction it was just an experience that you had that you've now had to learn from to learn another lesson from even in this one yeah so yeah for sure i think that when it shows you those different lifetimes like the ones that you were shown it just kind of shows you where you are on your soul's journey to growing too and how far you've come along like this life is so different than the ones that it showed you and just how far you've come along with that learning to connect with others yeah i think they have all been part of one big spiritual you know journey Mm -hmm. you know and i think each one shows us how we can grow how we can you know learn from it and and see how we all connect together and and influence each other or not influence each other but how our actions can influence each other's things and things so and how we react yeah so how did you feel when you found out that one of the people in one of your other lifetimes you know, was related to you in this lifetime too. Like, how did that make you feel? Uh, she showed up. Oh, I thought that life. was, I thought that was super interesting. And it was great when I told her that she just, she was like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I've had, uh, I had an astrology reading before and, and both of my sisters have been in past lives with me before, but it was so interesting that this one had showed me and told me that she was part of it. And yeah, I in that session of one of my past lives where I was I had an addictive behavior that she was actually my mother and uh, my sister Caroline was actually my mother 
And so I thought that was super interesting because in this lifetime, she's kind of been my second mother. And so I thought that was super <laughs> synchronous. <laughs> of uh of how our relationship is it's like we were super close and and we're also 12 years apart from each other so she's definitely always been like you know taking care of me and and been my kind of my second mom so i thought it was super interesting that that she was in there in that kind of situation it makes a lot of sense when you know certain relationships you have they start those roles start to make you know sense on why you know you act a certain way with even different family members or they feel, you know, they like those roles because they've been those roles before. There's been times where you were probably the mother in some of those roles too, I'm <laughs> sure. Right. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's cool stuff and that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting. So thank you for sharing all of those beautiful insights on uh, how the session goes. And I was glad that we could put in some of the, the personal experiences from my session. As you were talking about QHHT, you had said that it puts you into a theta state of mind. Does that work differently on the body than a different, I guess, brainwave? Yeah. So to kind of talk about the different states of our brain, beta is the very active alert state of the mind when we're just super alert, almost like in fight or flight mode. So we're not in that all day long. We spend most of our time in a trance mode when we're highly focused on doing whatever we're doing. We don't necessarily hear the sounds in the background, but we're alert. We're focused. We're working on our computers. We're driving our cars. You know, that's alpha. And then theta state of the mind, that is the state of the mind where it's very effective to be in that state because your conscious active mind is there, but it's not all involved in making any of the decisions or directing anything that's happening. So when you step in a dream world, like it's not directing anything, but it is witnessing what happens. So when you're in that state, you just kind of look at it like your body's in neutral state. But your conscious mind is actively aware. Whereas if you go even deeper into Delta, you're just asleep. Your conscious mind is, is shut down. It's not, it's not awake. But our brain goes through these waves naturally throughout the day. Even in our sleep, our brain goes through these waves. So I would say, yes, that theta is a very deep part of the conscious mind where, and it is very, on a spiritual level, very delicate place to be because anything can happen there. It's not using your brain to process any information. It's just allowing your soul, your energy to flow. And that, in my opinion, is the most powerful state to be in is when your soul is what is really in charge in the driver's seat. <laughs> Whereas when you're awake and you're focused on work or you're driving the car, you know, those those times your active mind is very much in a driver's seat. Deep, deep levels of meditation will get you into theta. Yes. You can get into that that same kind of state of mind. And one of the example that uh, Dolores talked about that I thought was, it's fascinating. And I share it with everybody that, you know, any of the clients that come in and I, I talk about, cause we talk about these brainwave states, just so people understand that you're going in and out of these so often. She says that they did a study where, you know, they hooked a bunch of uh, people up to these neurofeedback systems, right? And they hooked them up to a TV and they said, okay, as long as you stay in an active brain state, right? That beta wave, then the TV stays on. And the moment, 
moment you slip into alpha, the TV is going to shut off. She says that nobody could keep the TV on longer than 60 seconds. That's how often you slip out of an active alert mind, even just from watching TV. Nobody could keep the TV on longer than 60 seconds. You're going right into alpha. So, you know, Liz is 100% right. We move in and out of these all the time. A lot of times you get, you know, like you probably heard of road hypnosis, you know, where you're just like driving and you're like, man, I don't even know how I got home from here to there. It's like, just, it kind of just happens. You kind of phase in and out of that. But the theta wave, you know, like she says, is it's kind of like either right before you go to sleep or if you do practice, you know, meditation pretty regularly, you can definitely reach it through through deep states of, of meditation as well. And then of course, through the QHHT, then that we're able to, to get there and access that as well. So, yeah. and she said that most of the traditional hypnosis takes you into that alpha state where you're really focused. So you're hyper-focused, but you're, you're awake, you're alert. And it's not the same state as theta. Theta is you're alert, but you don't have control. <laughs> like you can't really jump in and dictate what's going on. And it, and it does try, like the conscious mind does try, but a lot of times it gets pushed out. And then we ask it, well, what, what are you trying to do? It'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> it's like really not in the driver's seat. <laughs> So that, that's truly how I I felt when I was in there too. It was like I was there, but it is that part had no control. It's just super interesting to clarify in that state. Though you're not so susceptible or vulnerable that like there's anything we you know we couldn't have you do anything. They would tell you even the you know traditional hypnotist would tell you that you know you see people do the tricks and stuff on stage and they do that. You know, right. a certain level of their subconscious has to be willing to do that. You oh, can't yeah. just make somebody do that. Right. You know, and that's something that's right. really, yeah, for you sure. know, your higher self is very protective. So if, if things come up or it feels like us as facilitators can't handle it, it'll pull you right out of that hypnosis and you'll come right out of it. But it is really interesting because it is kind of like it's like you're there, but you're not there. Yeah, you're there, <laughs> yeah. but you're like not allowed to say anything or you're trying to talk and no one can hear you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the ego mind is just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I can't do anything. Yeah. And all this stuff is happening. And it's like watching and it's completely aware that it's happening, but it's going to happen. It overrides it in a way. It's like a right. overlayer, but it's pretty fascinating. And yeah, the whole experience of being under, I've been under several times and it's, I like it because it's like a, how do I explain it? Sometimes it's like a plant medicine experience, you know, how they may describe like a plant medicine experience, but I feel like it's really safe, yep. you know, because you're in, you're in a very like vulnerable state, but you're really safe. Everything is really safe. And, but it can be as vivid as that. And Dolores puts a lot of protections in the whole process, you know, and it's a lot of stuff she learned as she went. So like she really refines the process and it's because of things she learned along the way. So she's put protections and things in there too, just to assure that everybody goes in, has a great experience, comes out, feels great afterwards. Yeah. One of my questions was a lot of people are hesitant, you know, being hypnotized. Do you have any suggestions or advice for someone who is hesitant on being hypnotized? One of the main concerns is they wonder, can I be hypnotized? Like I I've never been hypnotized, right? And I always assure everybody, well, we're actually pretty hypnotized every day. Like this is a normal, natural state of the brain. So everybody can do it. But the biggest thing that I tell my clients is you have to be willing to be vulnerable and you have to feel comfortable with your practitioner. So James and I actually do consultations before we accept a client. We get to know them. 
you know, because they need to feel comfortable with us. And I would recommend anybody who wants to do any kind of hypnosis session, I would recommend not necessarily just signing up with an unknown person, but get a chance to really talk to that person and get a feel for them to see if you are a good fit, to see if you can really allow yourself to be vulnerable and share things about yourself that you don't share with anybody. Things you may not even know. And you have to be willing to be vulnerable. That's the one thing I tell clients who are really concerned about being scared about hypnosis is like, we can't hypnotize anybody unless they're willing, but we need them to be trusting and ready to be vulnerable on that level. I mean, you know, because they're totally, their mind can be active and aware of what's going on. It can be scary. You know, can you imagine you've been through it? Some of those scenes and some of the things you see aren't always pretty, you know, like I landed in a lifetime off the cloud where I was literally fleeing. I was a slave and I was taken off. Like I was running away and, (laughs) you know, I was panicking and I was like, you know, running, I'm in the desert. It's hot and I'm running. And James is asking me all these questions. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get away right now. And I'm, like panicking at the same time. And he had, I had to, you know, we have that level of trust where he was able to help me pull out of the body and like watch it from the outside so that, you know, he could take me through. But yeah, like it's really important if you're afraid to be hypnotized that you do feel comfortable with the person who is facilitating your session. You don't feel judged because a lot of it's going to feel like you're talking to your therapist at first during the Mm -hmm. getting to know you part, right? So you want to feel, I've talked to a therapist before and I felt completely judged by her. You want to feel comfortable that you can say anything to that person, no matter how crazy it is. Because a lot of people come to us in our therapy center and they're like, am I crazy? I'm like, you're not crazy. Like stuff, (laughs) it happens to people, right? Like you're not the only one, you're not crazy. (laughs) You have to be able to come in and talk about you're crazy to somebody. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We all got it. Exactly. (laughs) Number one, be understand that the the brain waves that we're going to take you in, it's a natural state. Like you go through it in and out of it every day. It's very natural and normal. And then number two, that you need to feel really comfortable with that person who's facilitating your session. Uh, The other thing I would say that's helpful is meditation. Mm -hmm. If you begin to do, if it's something that you're looking at doing and you want to do a QHHT and you've never, you know, experienced like this, I'd say it's just start to begin and simple, do simple meditations. You know, I coach people on this a lot. And my first kind of bit of advice is, is if you're doing meditation at all, you're doing it right. Right. Because everybody thinks, oh, no, my mind, it's chattery. Or I'm like, there's a name for that. It's called monkey mind. We all have it. If you're doing it at all, you're doing it right. So just, you know, again, find a good way to do it. Some people like silence. I'm not one for silence. I need sound music. I need something that helps me to, you know, get more into that relaxed state. But if you do that more often, even, you know, leading up to your session, it's going to help you get more relaxed when we go through the induction part of the the hypnosis, because that's basically what we're doing is guiding you through, you know, a guided meditation, you know, kind of the way Liz says, it's 
essentially what's going on. It's just a way to get you nice and relaxed. And that I think that would be an, another thing I would add to that for sure. If you, Yeah. And I also, for our practice at Center Me Now, I do offer group parallel past life regressions for people who are like, oh, I don't know if I can go under. And I'm like, okay, well, would you like to try, you know, we can do some exercises. So I take them through the group past life regression. And that means that there's more than one person in there. So it's not a private one-on-one session. I won't take people in as deep. But allow them to take them in so that they can start to visualize, they can start to feel, you know, they can start to smell, they can start to tap into their other intuitive abilities that we all have and find what they're comfortable with. And then that often gets people confident that they can, it takes them to the confidence level that they need to go into a QHHT. You might be more confident too with you know, friends or some, you know, groups of people, other people that right. yeah. are more comfortable doing that. And so when they're, when they go through that and they see all these things and they have these experiences, they're just like, wow. And then they are very confident that they can do hypnosis. And they're also confident with me because, you know, I took them through that vulnerable state, not so deep, but, you know, deep enough that they can trust. So that's another thing. So if anybody is out there listening to your podcast and they want to do a QHHT session, you can find a practitioner near you and then ask that practitioner, do you offer group past life regression? Because it is kind of something that is built into the QHHT curriculum for us to learn. Nice. Yeah, I feel like that would help calm some of those anxieties around that as well for people. Absolutely. Thank you for that. I do want to ask you one more question. You can choose, I guess, which one. So, what is one of the favorite things you like about being uh, a healer and doing this work? And do you have any stories or personal experiences that you would like to share that have helped you on this journey? So there's something first that I like to clarify on this. And it's just, again, from my personal opinion. So when we use the term healer, you know, it's something that I've really reflected on a lot. And because I don't feel like I'm a a healer, right? Like even when we're in these sessions, QHHT, you know, and even the Reiki sessions, you know, I'm a facilitator, I facilitate space and, you know, I hold space and there is energetic work that I'm working with. But I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. It's like, you know, if you come in to have a Reiki session with me and you're really shut off and you decide that this isn't going to work, guess what? It's not going to work. So it doesn't matter if I think I'm a healer or I'm doing work that's healing work. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to work unless you're open to that and unless you kind of allow that. Right. And so I like to, you know, think of myself kind of a, maybe a, a energy facilitator. I'm not sure. I don't know if there's a good name for it, but anyway, so that's just something I like to clarify because I don't, for me, I don't feel like the right role. I don't like taking that mantle. <laughs> gotcha. You know what I mean? So, and I think everybody really, you know, the healing work, it comes from you. Like the session you had, I mean, that that's from you. That's your higher self that came through there. That's your higher self that was doing the healing work on your body. So going forward from that, though, you said uh, an experience. Is that what you're asking? Or Yeah, like what is your personal experience? What have you found from your own personal experience to be uh, the most healing with the work that you do? Mm. You know, I think it kind of touches on, we were saying earlier, the self-love has been something that's been really, yeah. been really hard for me in my life. And I had to do a lot of inner work on that and in finding something and doing something that I enjoy, but also is a service to others. 
you know, like it feels purposeful and that brings a lot more meaning into my life. That's, you know, really important. And I've just so many things leading me back to things that, you know, I'm doing music now. We do it as a, as part of our our service, you know, with our sound chamber, but also do it through our meditations. And that has turned out to be really awesome. And I just love it. I'm playing instruments. I never thought I'd be playing. I mean, new instruments I've learned in the last couple of years, even, you know, and now I'm making other music and it's really been a really wonderful process of healing for me to just find myself, love myself, be good with wherever I'm at, stop putting so much pressure on myself as far as what that expectation is, because it's up to me. You know, nobody else gets to decide who I am or, you know, what I do. I decide that I get to unlocking my my sovereignty, I guess, in a way, right? My free will, my free will to choose and taking that power back instead of giving it away so freely to all the other powers that be, if you will, that you know, decide all of these things for me, I get to make those decisions. And I feel good about them. And it's helped me a lot on that. So I think, yeah, doing this work, it's really given me purpose and helped me to find and love myself more. Beautiful. I really liked the part where you said that the feeling of the love that you share between like the experiences and how that self love has helped you. That was really beautiful. And I think for me, the way I see my role is I get to be part of the client's spirit team, but in the flesh. So we do open the space to allow what needs to happen. And it's so magical. Everybody who comes in, like I told James, like, I'm so excited because we get the most amazing people who ever walk planet Earth coming into our center (laughs) and we get to hold space for them. And I get to be part of their spirit team that day and deliver any messages, you know, that come through do the spirit realm that maybe they don't see. But a lot of times the greatest thing for me is when they have, they get to access it. And that's what I ask a lot of times is I want them to see it. I want them to access it. So I'll ask them after the session. So what came to you, you know, and sometimes they just get really relaxed, but sometimes they have, you know, things and messages that come through them and they see things and they're just having these different experiences. So for me, I am so excited to just be part of, you know, that stop on each person's journey who comes by and that I can kind of be that pit stop for them where they can recharge, refresh. But as James said, it's so important to us that we're able to help them connect with their higher self, their spirit team, and I'm feeling empowered from inside of them, you know, not necessarily us coming to heal you. Because I tell you, I can, I can heal you. But if you're not ready, you're just going to bring it right back to yourself. (laughs) You know, I can remove that energy, but you are the ultimate powerful one in your life and you will bring it back if you're not ready for it. So I see myself more as just part of your spirit team here along your journey. And I get really excited because a lot of the people that come through our doors, we see them and they're doing great things for for humanity. They're going out and they're being and doing even greater things than what we ever taught them, you know? And to me, that's what is so exciting is we're all on this mission and we help each other. Yeah. Sharing, sharing all of it, I think is, you know, we love the community. We love just everybody. We're all in different places in our life. But I think, you know, to me, there's absolutely no judgment whatsoever. It's always just a, how can we help each other? I learn from every single person that we meet. They teach me as much as anything that I might teach them. And I think that's what it's really about is, you know, showing up, 
trying to be the best version of yourself, I guess, you know, but also sharing those experiences with each other, sharing compassion and love with each other, you know. So I know for both of us, we really, we do love to see people shine. We love to see them stepping into more confidence and more empowerment. And even if they never come back in again, you know, it's still great because it's like, okay, well, I guess they got what, you know what I mean? Because energetically, that's where things are. That's how energy works. That's that's that whole, you know, kind of thing we talked about earlier, law of attraction, you know, it's like they're ready to move to the next step, the next phase. So, you know, we're all a step in each other's journey and it's nice. And I think learning a lot of gratitude, this has been something that's been big on this whole kind of spiritual journey for me is just learning how to really be appreciative and grateful for for everything, including all the people I meet. That's beautiful. I love how you guys put that. We're all a part of each other's journey at some point. And I think that's really beautiful. And I also totally agree with you on that the healing comes within. That's our biggest motto and the message that we are trying to send through our own work here with Ohana Green Witches and like how we can reconnect to that natural wisdom that's inside us to be able to awaken and, you know, really connect with our own selves for healing. So thank you so much for joining me, you guys. I was excited to do this podcast. And I do want to also let listeners know how they can get a hold of you and how they can book a session. And if you want to give some of those insights on how they can get connected to you. Oh, absolutely. So the easiest way is just check us out on our website at www centermenow.com that has our phone numbers on it, our email addresses, the ability to book sessions, all of our location information. We're in West Des Moines, Iowa, located across from Valley High School in the Woodland Office Park. But just check out our website and text me, call me, email me, whatever you're most comfortable with in your communication style. We also are on Facebook. So you can find Center Me Now on Facebook as well. And Liz is really good at keeping everything pretty well updated. So, you know, like she said, check on there. We're right now it's by appointment. So we aren't open on like regular hours. But just if you're even interested, even just to come see or check the space out, like Liz said, just reach out, reach out to her and she can be available to come and set up a time or, you know, both of us and Wednesday nights are a great time. I'm just going to go ahead and plug this because this is one of my favorite things. Wednesday nights are sound bath meditations. They're awesome. It's a great time to come. It's at seven o'clock every Wednesday, our center. We've got a few other nights we're working on in some other locations, but that one's really good. It's nice and intimate, very comfortable, a uh, great place to also meet some other people, you know, kind of like-minded. So, oh yeah. And that's by donation. It's just whatever your heart, you know, wants to give. And that's something that we've kept because we did a lot of services by donation in the beginning too. And we just felt like we needed to keep the meditations going because they're just, they're good. They're important for everybody. So definitely come check us out. Yeah, I definitely recommend the sound healings for sure. Sound baths are amazing. Thank you so much again for joining me here on the Herbal Journey podcast. And I will have all of those links and contact information in the show notes as well for you all to check out. And thank you so much again and have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. You too. Much love. Yeah. Love our podcast and content. Want to help support us in creating more content? Check out our Patreon root membership, which gives you access to our Herbal Gaia Circle and early access and shout outs to our podcast. Find details on this monthly membership and other memberships at patreon.com slash herbal journey circle.
Mahalo for tuning in and staying to the end of another Herbal Journey episode. For more herbal and holistic tips and stories to support you on your herbal journey to living a healthy and sustainable lifestyle, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Green Witch LLC. Stay tuned for next month's episode of the Herbal Journey podcast as we discuss human design with Sky Chen from Revealing Fate. As always, much aloha and blessings.